I search my heart and really want my life to be glorifying to God and to be a part of his kingdom that can reflect his light. And so I know that if I allow our family to get so caught up in in school and homework and soccer and performances and things we got to go to and events that we will lose sight of what is eternal and that is worshiping the God Almighty. So if we're not in the word every day, then my priorities aren't straight. Welcome to the Faith Inspire podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. Imagine having a thriving business with over 100,000 YouTube subscribers, a full house of four children running around, and a husband who has gone for weeks and months at a time. Does that sound like a lot to handle? That's the reality of my guest, Glow Body PT, personal trainer to the mamas, Ashley Keller. Yet instead of running around frantically and putting her roles on a pedestal, which I am prone to do, Ashley keeps God at the center of everything she does. Her story is incredibly unique and inspiring. Listen in as Ashley and I talk mama to mama and business owner to business owner about how she keeps her family grounded in the Lord, saying no to the hustle, what's attributed to her success managing the home and a thriving business, and her techniques to keep her four kiddos self-sufficient. I learned a ton, and I know you will too. Let's dive in. Ashley, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks, Erica, for having me. It really means a lot. Yeah, this is so fun for me. As we were talking before, I feel like I already know you and love you because you have been cheering me on in my living room, and you did so for about a year. I used your prenatal workout when I was pregnant with my daughter Delaney, and then after I had her, I used your 12-week postnatal workout. So you were literally in my living room like four days a week for over a year. So, and I used your videos the past couple of days. So as we were talking, I was like, I've already seen you, Ashley. I've already seen you this morning. And so now I get to see you again. Yay. How old is Delaney now? She's 11 months as we are having this conversation. So she's almost a oh, year old. Yeah. Birthday soon. Yes, yes, I know. I can't believe it. It goes by so, so fast, so fast. But yeah, so thanks to you, my ab gap is getting smaller. It's not perfect. That's why I'm redoing the program a little bit as you had suggested. I'm excited for you. Thank you. You have such a unique story with really your military background and then your current business, Glow Body PT, and your family life. So I'd love to start our conversation, really you sharing a little bit about those details. Yeah. So my identity is in Christ alone. I have a lot of other things that I have to do, as do all the moms who listen to this podcast. 
I have four small children. My youngest is just a month older than yours. She just turned a year. And then my oldest is nine. I'm a military spouse. We've been through nine deployments thus far, and I'm a former veteran. So I used to be in the Army and actually started Glow Body PT while I was in the Army. I would change out of my combat uniform over lunch breaks and stack up a pile of index cards on my kitchen counter and just start filming from a cheap camera because I was just so frustrated by the lack of challenging yet safe prenatal workouts available for women on YouTube. And I felt like, you know what, maybe this will benefit someone somewhere in the world. And I got all the certifications and just started filming. And then little did I know, God had much bigger plans and um, this turned into my full time. So I love the Glow Body PT community and what it's, how many people it's allowed me to connect with and just learn from over the past few years. Oh, that's so wonderful. And it's funny that you say challenging yet safe and effective because I was talking to a girl who actually ended up being on the podcast and I was saying that I was newly pregnant, but I couldn't find anything that was beyond yoga. And so it was super frustrating to do. And I will say my first pregnancy, I have a four-year-old as well. I was doing exercises that I now know I should not be doing when I'm pregnant and went a little too, little too much with him. And so I was frustrated kind of going between the yoga and Pilates with my daughter. So she mentioned you and your program and that's how I stumbled across you and I'm so glad that she did. So yeah, it benefited me so, so much. Yeah. So thankful for the Lord giving you that God-sized dream for sure. You mentioned how you started with just a camera and you were doing it in between taking off your, your military uniform and putting on like your workout clothes. And so you used what you had. You really used the knowledge that you had and the materials that you had to start this business and start this God-sized dream. And I feel like I've really watched you kind of mature and learn and grow through that, through your workout videos, because in your program, you inserted new videos throughout the program. And now you have this full new updated 12-week post-pregnancy program. So I really feel like I've seen you grow and develop professionally and personally too through that. How has that process been for you and what have your biggest challenges been and what are biggest takeaways and really joys? Because it's kind of a, a roller coaster ride. So if you could share on that, that'd be great. Girl, it sure is. Um, I would say the biggest, I'll start backwards. I'll say the biggest joys have been knowing that when you have a tool that can help so many other women, like you have a solution to the problem, which I'm an expert in diastasis recti, which is an abgap that women have postpartum from having babies. It's very natural, but a lot of women just go undiagnosed. They don't know they have it. They resume their normal exercises postpartum. And then months or years later, they realize, hey, I've lost all the baby weight. I'm lean now, but I still have this stomach abgap that is getting worse or it's staying the same or hasn't changed. And so that's what I'm an expert at correcting is healing diseases recti. And when you know you have the solution to something and women reap the benefits of that, um, because fitness to me is not just how you look aesthetically. It is really a confidence in taking care of the temple that God has given you. And when you do hard things, it pours out into all other areas of your life, into your motherhood, into your work, into your friendships, into your own goals and passions when you put that time in yourself. So it's just been a joy for me to see other women experience that has just been really exciting. Uh, Challenges for anyone who works at home is finding that balance when you have children of time that you're pouring into them and you need to be really deliberate about it. I call it snack time, 10 minute intervals of playing with each child, letting them 
choose what we're going to do. We do 8 a.m. Bible time. I have pretty structured schedule for nap time. So my kids are little that allows me to hopefully get in some work, but then other days I don't. So the challenges are working as a mother in your own home and then also just trying to fit into roles that you're not an expert in. When you need to do foreign taxes and you need to learn marketing and video editing and how to create a website. There's so many components of owning your own business that are extremely challenging. So the takeaway is to remind yourself, there is nothing that you cannot learn. And if this is the door that God is opening for you, then you're going to learn how to do it and you'll continue to pursue it. You will fall down again and again. And that's something I love about my kids seeing me work out. And you'll see my kids, my dogs in many workout videos that it's okay if they see mommy sweat. It's okay if they see me stumble and fall. I need to see them mom do hard things because I expect them to do hard things every single day as they learn and grow as children in order to become competent adults. So I don't feel that mom guilt with children working around out around me. I think that if anything, it's good for them to see us do hard things. So in the video this morning that I did, it was the moderate version of your cardio. So when you can't get outside doing that, and I live in Minnesota, so it's really cold and I'm just not brave enough to get outside and do the run. <laughs> but what I loved is Riker, your son, and then also Gavin just made their way and you were so gracious to them of just saying like, absolutely. They'd asked you like, can I come and work out? And I love that you involve your children into the workout videos because I think as moms, we just put our thoughts in the bucket of, I have to have this alone time to do our workouts, or I have to have this alone time to do devotion time with the Lord, but we can involve our children, as you said, in it. And it was really cute. One time I did one of my videos and my son Benton was out with me and I can't remember which one of your sons was in the video, but Benton was like, oh, there's a boy in there. And he was so excited to see your son in the video. And it just made him feel like, oh, this is something that I can do. And your children, I'm sure as you see, they are mimicking you and emulating the things that you do. And I was so excited a few months ago, Benton grabbed out some of my little baby weights, like the two pounders, and he started doing like, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the the move name, but he started doing a workout move that he's seen me do like numerous times yeah. and he did it like with perfect form. And it was so <laughs> exciting that he, you know, it just was a reality of that they're watching you. So I just want to say kudos to you for not being shy about having your children in your business and just showing mamas that it's okay to include the family and all that you do. That's so encouraging to hear about Benton. <laughs> I know, I know. And thanks to you. Many thanks to you on that. So you talked right away about Christ being your center, and he is your number one. And having a family of four, plus your husband, and then your business, I'm sure it can, for some people, get tough to have Christ be that number one, because there's so many things coming at us. How have you ensured that your business and then your family have also remained grounded in the Lord and really free from the hustle, free from busyness, and just really the stress of all of that. Because I can imagine a home with four children and running a business could be pretty stressful if you didn't have Christ as your foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
First of all, the word hustle is something, just a word that makes me cringe. I don't like it. Um, I don't want to be part of the hustle culture. When I see that t-shirt at uh, Target that says hustle, I'm like, no, take that off the shelf. Put this in the dumpster. This is not something we should be striving for. That is something of the world and something I don't want to be any part of. I search my heart and really want my life to be glorifying to God and to be a part of his kingdom that can reflect his light. And so I know that if I allow our family to get so caught up in in school and homework and soccer and performances and things we got to go to and events that we will lose sight of what is eternal and that is worshiping the God Almighty. So if we're not in the word every day, then my priorities aren't straight. And there's definitely, definitely been seasons in my life where I wasn't doing that right. And when you're not eating eating bread, which is God's word and his truth, you're hungry, you're starving, you're going to experience symptoms of anxiety or stress. And those can be hormonal, right? Those can be caused by a drop of progesterone after you have your baby, but they can also just be symptoms of pride seeping out. When you have anxiety, it can be exhibiting that you think you're in control when the truth is we are not in control at all. So just a practical things that I try to do in our everyday life is having routine for my family really helps telling my kids my expectations before we do something, before we go to the grocery store. These are my expectations from you. It helps lower everyone's stress for the kids to know what's happening, for them to know what I expect, what the consequences will be if that doesn't happen because there will be no yelling or raging. Like it's just a simple consequence. You didn't meet it. And I think as children grow, we as moms have to continue to evaluate what are our expectations in these new situations that arise. What will the consequences be? Because we are told to disciple our children, to raise them up as arrows that can go out into the world and to be successful. And if we're not pouring into them, we're only pouring into our work or our business or our personal development or our goals. We're making idols. We're making gods out of meology, which is the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be laying down our life for others. We're supposed to be laying down our life to worship God. And we cannot put our spouse, our children, our job, our goals, anything above worshiping God. So keeping him at the center is going to allow all of those other things to fall into place. What does that look like for you at an actual day? So what what are you actually mm-hmm. doing for yourself specifically to keep him number one? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I shared a video recently on Glow Buddy PT YouTube, and that's my main platform. And I think that really shows in a visible manner for us ladies who are visible what that looks like. It's not, it's not sexy. It's not beautiful. It's not perfect. Sometimes babies are crying. Sometimes there's a baby on my butt as I'm reading my Bible on the floor with a three-year-old next to me playing with her toys. It's not going to look perfect. And my quiet time isn't, isn't usually quiet. It usually has some like children in the background and that's okay, but they need to see mom reading, reading your Bible, right? Because they don't see it. Why would they ever want to do it themselves? Why would they ever want to learn something if we're not showing them to do that? On an everyday basis, we do Bible time in the morning at 8 o'clock, and that's just because I need the structure. It doesn't have to be 8 o'clock, and sometimes it doesn't happen. We'll do it later in the day. If we miss a day, guess what? My kids are reminding me, Mom, we didn't do Bible time today. And <laughs> how good is that to have your kids do help hold you accountable too? And it's not a, a rule-based system. It is more for this is how we feed our, our family. This is what our priority is. And if I'm not living that life, then how can I teach my kids that? I also need you to know that it doesn't need to be a four-course meal as a mom. You can have crumbs that feed you 
in God's word is sufficient for exactly what you need right where you're at. You don't need this hour long quiet time of memorization and journaling and prayer and Bible reading. It's not going to look like that every day. And that is perfectly okay. Take the time that God does give you, set it aside. Don't let everything of the world fill your schedule and God will provide and he'll give you uh, wisdom through the Holy Spirit on what you need to know in order to live a life that's pleasing to him. I love how you said a four course meal because that's how we view it. That's how I view it as like that fully fed feeling. And I'm blessed enough to be able to wake up early and get that a lot of days. But then some days I don't, on the weekends, I usually don't get that. But knowing that I can still tune in and be connected with him and show my children how to do that as well. Because I think, although I get my morning time, I think they do miss out on that. They don't see me opening my Bible because my children do go to daycare. They don't see me opening up my Bible. And so I do feel like I miss out on that. So thank you for putting that visualization in my mind and good food for thought. So thank you for that. You mentioned that your husband is in the military still and has done nine deployments total. So that's that's a lot that's on you specifically as a mama while running a business. How do you attribute your success? And I say success in like quotation marks, but success in managing a home, mom life, business, all of that while he's away? Uh, Prayer, (laughs) for sure. That's the number one. Um, Being in community with godly women, women who are not going to be feeding you lies like, oh, how do you stay with him? Like words that don't need to be coming into your head, women who are going to be there for you and accepting help because it's also a blessing for those who provide help when your husband's away because you cannot do everything for yourself, especially when you have no family within 10 hours of either distance. You're literally on your own. I'm sure many women who have spouses who um, have just have long hours or could be truck drivers, construction workers, you can relate to this because you know that you're mostly managing the home by yourself. You're not the leader of the home if you're married, right? You're still the helper, but you're still managing the day in, day out. And it's absolutely essential to be raising children who are self-sufficient at tasks from a very young age. One-year-olds and two-year-olds can be learning to take those clean laundry from mommy's bed that you stacked in a pile and bring their underwear to the underwear drawer. You can get your two-year-old to start sweeping. You can have three-year-olds vacuuming. You can have four and five-year-olds starting to learn how to do poop patrol and take out the recycling. So as soon as you think, my kid might be able to do that yet, I want you to slow down be deliberate in being a teacher, an instructor, and a coach, knowing that you're doing most of the work at first. But when you can slow down up front, I'll tell you what, it speeds things up later on because you have children who have who have raised their confidence. They have freed you up and you have a home that is working as a smooth system instead of screaming at everybody to do things that they're not even competent or capable of doing yet because you haven't slowed down enough to take them the time to teach children how to do these tasks that you think they might be able to learn. How do you do that on a practical level? So how do you have that actual Mm -hmm. conversation with your child? And I thought of you this morning, Ashley. I was like, she would be so upset with me because my child was on his bed and I was dressing him and he's four years old. And I was like, she would be like, (laughs) no way, this is not happening. (laughs) And so I was thinking of you reprimanding me in a healthy way, um, being like, Erica, come on. He could do this himself. But Benson is probably way more stylish than my boys who are, you know, wearing red shorts with a red shirt. So I'm sure he was looking a a lot better. (laughs) 
Not much, but thank you. Thank you for the confidence in me as a mom, but <laughs> in those crazy mornings. But how do you how do you practically do that and have that conversation with your child? Because I'm thinking like, how do I start to execute what you're saying with Benton being four years old and yeah. Delaney as she's turning one? Of course. So ask them if they think they're ready to do this. Okay. This is going to allow the child to take ownership. Yes, I can do this. Okay. Even if they cannot yet, and then you're going to slow down. You're going to teach them how to do it and know that the first two or three times you will be right near them or with them. They'll do a terrible job at vacuuming. They'll go crisscross, make a triangle, but they vacuumed. Okay. And you fill that child with praise and next time they'll do better. Hey, have you thought about doing it this way? This might save you time. For some children, rewards are a factor. For others, um, most of my kids, it's not reward-based chores. It's just like, this is what we do because you're part of the team and this is our family. We don't want bugs in our home. We want to live in a clean home and I want you to know how to do this. For children that are older, so you have um, Benton, who's four, he can be in charge of taking care of your, is it a baby girl or a baby boy? I think it's baby girl. Baby girl. Almost one. Yes. Yes. Baby girl. So he's going to be the leader and build him up in that, that God designed you to be a leader. And I expect you to be taking care of your baby sister. These are the things that you're going to be teaching her. And he can start teaching her in a couple of months how to put away blocks, some very simple tasks where he is in a leadership role taking on that manly um, attribute that we want him to have as a woman when he is sent out into the world. And it will increase his confidence so much and just make you so proud of him as a mom. So I think as he has more successes, that confidence will just grow. And then your idea bubble will just start exploding. And I was like, oh, I wonder if he can do this. Can he be in charge of bringing in the mail each day? And you can just have a house. You're like, wow, this is actually running smoother because I have help now. That's amazing. And actually, like as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I won't have to do it all on my own, which sounds wonderful. And my husband is fantastic and he pitches in too, but I do yeah. take on the bulk of the the in-home. He does most of the outdoor home stuff. And then if anything breaks on the actual house, he'll take care of that. But I take care of the management. I'm managing the home. I'm the home manager. And so that would be super helpful if he could get involved. And I can see Benton wanting to do that because he is a natural leader. I can see that in Delaney too, just the way she that they're both natural leaders. And so thank you for those tips because I think that'll be super helpful as they continue to grow. And I will give you an update as I implement these things with Benton. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. So, you know, we talked about the home and your children really listening well or contributing with the home, but also in some of your videos, in one particular one, I think it was the one you mentioned, like your stay-at-home mom schedule, what does that look like? You were in the car with them and you were asking them, like, do you have your water bottle? And they, the, just the way they responded when they said, do you have the water bottle? And I'm sure some of the military background has a lot to play with that. But how do you get your children to really just respond to you and be, like you said, a part of the team? Because I feel like I often am fighting frustrations with my child and we can come back, back and forth with each other. And I hear this from a lot of moms. How do you establish that rapport where you really are the leader and you have that um, respect between the two and that they listen and are part of that teamwork? So a failure on my part that I have noticed in the past year and tried to have been correcting is my failure to look at my children in the eyes, to get down at their level, and to give instructions while looking at the child. 
This ensures that the child actually hears what mom is telling them to do. This tells me that the child is listening because they're giving me their eye-to-eye contact. I'll say, look me in the eyes. And then I'll often ask them, what did mommy ask you to do? And they're going to give it back to me in their own limited vocabulary. That way they know mom's going to ask me, what did she say? So I can't just be half listening as I'm over here doing my Legos or doing coloring. I need to be listening because mom's going to ask me what I said. And then they need to respond to me because otherwise I tell them, I don't know if you heard me. So I need a yes, ma'am. And this takes probably a couple months to instill, I'd say, for each child, but it won't be a hmm Like, I'm not going to deal with that. I need children who are going to be respectful and responsive. And that is how I expect them to behave at school when they're with their teachers. When they go to another parent's house, today another mom helped me and she drove my kids to school. And before they leave, I let them know my expectations. I do call her Miss Kimberly. And you say, thank you, Miss Kimberly, for driving me to school because that's how we would want to be treated. And just the continual reminders that you do as a mom I'm doing the same thing here. There's no magic button that is going to change your kids and make them immediately respectful, but they need to know that if they are talking to you without manners or demanding, mom, I'm thirsty. I say, don't give me a problem. Provide me with a solution. Mom, may I have water, please? This is how you could talk to me. You teach your child what they can say in order to solicit a response where they're winning. They're getting what they want. They get that cup of water with a smile and say, here you go. And my children don't get what they want if they're not talking to me with manners. It's, I, I can't understand you. Can you try that again? If the child continues to fail, I say, let's try to say it this way. And I teach them again and again and again, right? Because I'm doing the same thing you are. It's, there's no magic switch. We're reinforcing positive behaviors and we're not rewarding negative behaviors, no nagging, no whining, no demanding what you get. Well, it makes me feel good that your your children are like my children. <laughs> And that they there are things, are. yeah, <laughs> that I can mm-hmm. implement to make to make it better. So I appreciate I appreciate that. So I, like I said, I have done your prenatal and your postnatal programs, and absolutely love them. And I'm doing it again to close that app gap. I'm really hoping to try to continue to do that. But you do offer some other programs. Before we go, I would just love for you to share, you know, about. Glow Body PT, what you do, the different programs and services you offer, and really where women can connect with you to learn more and maybe start a program themselves. Yeah, for sure. So if you are listening right now and you are currently expecting or you might have a baby in the future, you need to download my free prenatal program. There's nothing that compares online. Over 50,000 women have come before you successfully, and it will not only keep you healthy and fit, we literally train your body for labor. All from home, I'm coaching you from my living room to yours, and it's completely for free. So there's no strings attached. It's just a small way that I like to bless expecting moms. And then if you've already had your baby or you're about to have your baby, you need to get the 12-week post-pregnancy plan. That's the first thing and only thing I would ever do after having a baby in order to restore the integrity of your pelvic floor as well as the abdominal wall before you progress on to more advanced moves such as a push-up or a burpee or jumping lunges. All of those can really exasperate intra-abdominal pressure and ruin an ab gap and cause a larger mommy tummy pooch than you want unnecessary damage is not needed. So just lay that foundation. If you never took the time to restore your core though in your three years postpartum and you realize you do my, how do you check yourself for diastasis recti self-check on YouTube and you check it the right way and you realize, oh, I actually have a forefinger with ad gap that has never been addressed. 
then it's, it's okay. You're not too late. We take a more aggressive approach and I give you specific instruction on what to do. If you're past that typical um, first six months postpartum season, you are not too late to still close down your ab gap. After that, we do my 10-minute plan. This is great for moms who you're not in the postpartum season, but you're also have a full life. Every single workout is 10 minutes and they're all scheduled out for you. So you're training 30 minutes per day, four days per week. Um, that comes with a bunch of recipes and is ideal for runners as well because it comes with two bonus runner programs. And then currently what I'm on is my top tier plan. It's called Lean Fast Strong Cable Plan. And this is for women who've been through my other plans. You have a strong fitness base and you're ready to just see your maximum fitness potential. And this one comes with recipes. It comes with um, grocery lists, your meal plan if you want to use that. And it also includes barbell training. So for women who want to use a barbell, great. If not, I still give you side-by-side follow-along videos. So you still get dumbbell version versus barbell version, and I give you the appropriate modifications so you can get the same intended outcome, even if you don't have access to a barbell or if you're not quite ready for that heavy weights yet. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And I was not aware of your top tier program. So that's super exciting. I would say my next step is closing my gap and then going to your 10 minute plan. Cause that's definitely my, yeah. my lifestyle right now <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is a little, little bit of time with the youngins, but then going to that top one, that's, that's just super exciting. I love that you have those options for just all different beginner, you know, what's that middle word? Mediate, inter- intermediate, and then advanced individuals who just want to get that. And I will say she she's a rock star. Follow her. And I'm just doing the plug right now, but follow her on Globody PT because her, her Instagram reels and posts are amazing. You'll be amazed at this mama of four and just um, how how passionate she is about mamas and, and your own physical health as well. So wonderful. Where else? I said on Instagram, we can find you on Global Body PT, but where else can we find you? Yeah, YouTube. YouTube is my main platform um, where you can get, just get so much free content to get started and see if we're a right fit because I actually really care about every single individual. So if you find a workout and you're like, hey, I want to know more, message me because I want to know about your background. What's your injury baggage? How many babies have you had? When do you have your last baby? What are your goals? Because it's really important to get plugged into the plan that is right for you and not just try to wing it and hope for the best results while wasting time, potentially getting injured or feeling like you're at a plateau and not improving. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us these tools to just feel confident and encouraged in our in our journey as mamas because it's, yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. So thank you so much for just um, yeah. putting out excellent, excellent programs. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, Erica, for all the women you interviewed too. I think we've all learned so much from you and the questions that you asked, you really know how to get into women's hearts and pull out practical solutions for less stressful and more fulfilling and God-centered lives. Hmm, Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And before we go, I have one last question. So um, I am on this mission to help women really find joy in their life and joy in Jesus and also just recognizing the joy within the days. So I would love to know what brought you joy today. Mm. So we have this little veterinarian kit and it comes with a little dog and a cat and patches and creams and, you know, the dog collar head thing. And my little girl, she is three and a half, Ava. She just loves that. So playing make pretend is more challenging for me, for example, than playing a sit down game, like a a board game or playing 
um, soccer in the backyard, like a more physical game or practical one. But playing make pretend for her just lights her heart on fire and just brought me a lot of joy to be able to see my child be able to speak creatively and come up with scenarios. And it's just reminding me how important it is to do what your child wants to know, not just how you like to play with them. It's important to play with them how they also enjoy. Um, so yeah, that brought me some joy this morning. Mm, yeah, and God's created us all just so differently. And I think as a parent, you you start to realize just how different we all are, but appreciate those differences. And yeah, that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate it. And yeah. thank you for being on. This has been, like I said, such a treat that I get to have a one-on-one conversation with you when I'm usually talking to you through the TV and, and you can't hear me. But I will tell you, Ashley, I did one of your leg days, your yoga pants yesterday, and I've been barely oh able to walk today. So oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so thank you for that. I appreciate that. But no, I, it's all good. I do, do appreciate getting that gentle kick in the pants to continue to be healthy for myself and my family. So thank you for being on today and thank you for being my cheerleader when you you don't know it. Yeah. Thanks, Erica. Girl, I'm rooting for you. Thank you. What an incredibly passionate, driven, and humble woman. I'm so inspired by her love for mamas and her tenacity and drive to live a life of excellence and keep God first. My takeaway from our conversation is that without God at the center of everything you do, you can easily get swept up in the chaos of all the roles of life. With God at the center and the determination to dig in and do the hard work when needed, you can say no to the world's hustle and success and create a life that honors the Lord. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more beautiful ladies you could bless with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.